They're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man suite. You dig that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas. Vegas. You think we get there by midnight? Money. We're gonna be up five hundred by midnight. Yeah, <laughs> Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Greetings, good evening, sports world. What is good? Chris Dell here, and welcome to episode nine of the Family Feud Sports Podcast, where two lifelong sports journalists, also father and son, intensely debate the week's hottest sports news. And with me, as always, is none other than the Godfather himself, and a man who's on the verge of getting a brand new iPad, perhaps. Yes. Mr. Alan Dell, how you doing? Welcome to the show tonight. Looking at the uh, the poll figures, some surveys that were done, and I'm thinking that Donald Trump duped the NFL and duped the players. <laughs> and I want to make it clear, I did not vote for Donald Trump. You're fine. I think the country would be better off if he wasn't president, but I just want to bring up a couple of things. And I don't know if he did it, did it deliberately, because you don't have no idea what makes him tick, how he thinks. China. He may have just lucked into something. More than 150 players took a knee this weekend. They thought it was a victory, but really, if you look at it politically, it wasn't. I mean, let's just look at some figures. Remington Research poll of 1,633 people said that 64% of them want players to stand. Word. 64% of people surveyed, 1,633 were surveyed. These are fans, want players to stand during the national anthem. But see, I like crazy-ass people. Conducted by Titus Bond, who was the man who predicted that Donald Trump would win the election, and he was ridiculed by the media and so forth for that, and he wound up winning. That's a shame. TV's down, crowds are down, and then when the sponsors start to get hit, that's when things are really going to hit the fan. How do you pay, man? Uh, it's the method of the protest. It's not what's being protested. People are very upset. They don't think the national anthem is a place to protest. Oh, I see now. Yes, it's all good. Yeah. You know, you know big prediction on predicting Donald Trump to be one of the most easily beatable candidates of all time in Hillary Clinton. Never so, me. so whoopty dude to the Reuters guy. I, I say it's all hogwash. What? This is all hype, overreaction. He high, man. He's hallucinating, smoking that shit. He's high. People are always looking for something to talk about when it comes to, oh, is this sport going to decline in popularity? Is steroids going to kill baseball? Is blah, blah, blah going to kill the NFL? In this survey, 51% said they watched less football than they previously had. 69% cite the protest as a reason of why they watch less football. So what's the end game here? What are you trying to prove? What point are you proving, Mr. Allendale? I'm not trying to prove any point. I'm saying... The NFL has a problem. If so any, you're saying they got to stop protesting. Is that what you're saying? I think they need to find another method to protest. Whatever it is they're protesting. Perhaps, well, I, I, I got perhaps, let me finish, please. <laughs> perhaps social injustice. And you got people that are protesting to support the protesters. And you have others that are protesting the right to, for the protesters to support the protest. <laughs> so you got all these things coming out. And now it's all about. So everyone's got a different reason, right? <laughs> let them protest. What's the big deal? See, I just out crazy him. It's up to them if they want to 
protest, but it's going to hurt them in the long run. According to these surveys, economically, when the sponsors start seeing sales of their products go down, that's when things are going to fly. Some of the players have contracts with certain sponsors. If Donald Trump, the president of the United States, calls out football players who protest and kneel for being sons of bitches and that they should be fired, fired. and then other teammates come out and support those teammates who are called sons of bitches. I'm just excited to be here. And you're saying that's bad for the NFL? You're making me look bad, man. You can't say two surveys are going to define the future of a professional sports league. Point well taken. People leaving comments, this and that on social media that, oh, I'm done, I'm done. Okay, be done with it. Go play uh, hopscotch on the weekends or whatever the hell you're going to do. Go play play water polo. And you're talking about the same thing I got to bring up for the third week in a row. Nielsen ratings are down for every cable TV station on television. That is a completely irrelevant number when you're talking about the NFL. You're looking at mobile devices, tablet devices, even you looking for a brand new tablet right now, your iPad, whatever you're going to get. But y'all don't say that. You're talking about streaming on social media now, partnerships with Twitter, partnerships with Amazon, potentially with Netflix down the road. And you're telling me that the sport's going to be endangered. NFL has no danger of losing its grip as the number one sports in the United States of America. That's period. How's it going, sports world? Welcome back to Family Feud Sports, where two lifelong sports journalists, also father and son, intensely debate the week's hottest sports news. And welcome back to Episode 9 of the Family Feud Sports Podcast. As we transition here, going into our NBA segment and talking about all things hardwood hoops and the sport that we love most, sorry football, we are talking about just the really the NBA offseason frenzy and the continued commotion and the news that continues to stir up in the NBA regarding off-season acquisitions, different free agent moves, different signings, buyouts, what have you. Cash, we dropped the segment on Anchor the other day. We, we broke down the Carmelo Anthony news once it dropped that he was going to OKC. Whoa. Whoa. The new super team in OKC. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Now that they have Carmelo Anthony, I have re-nicknamed the Thunder Clowns. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest damn thing I've ever heard! That's my new The Thunder Clowns? Yeah. That's so funny. The last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. A tie game where they're behind, and, and Billy Donovan brings out his board, and he's throwing up a play, and Carmelo says, wait a minute, this has got to be for me. And, me. And, and Billy says, no, slow down, and... And Paul says, no, it's for me, of course. My and man. And Russell Westbrook says, well, he just grins and smiles because he knows he's going to get the ball. So you have two prison. dominant ball hogs. Paul George is going to get lost in the middle of this. He's like the least celebrity or superstar really out of all of them. Uh, I mean, hey, from a smaller say, market I mean, in A lot of people think Russell Westbrook is the biggest ball hog in the league, or he was last year. Catch me outside. How about that? Shout out to Steven Adams. I think he's top 10 center in the NBA, hands down. I don't think he can argue. I think he's going to shine now. He was actually, people were relying on him to up points last I'm, I'm, I'm just happy for the Knicks. They are so much better off getting rid of Melo. Melo, maybe he can change if he changes his attitude. He's selfish. He doesn't play defense, doesn't like to run the court. You're making me look bad, man. He can't finish anymore the He's way. He's got to run the court now. Yeah, hell on, Felicia. Well, we'll see. I mean, Mel- Mello, I th- this is the perfect situation for Carmelo Anthony. As much as I've dogged and hated on Carmelo Anthony and beaten it beaten it to a to a dead pulp and to beating it to a drum, whatever you want to call it, whatever the cliche is. My name is Jeff. Carmelo Anthony consistently always been the most overrated player I don't say I don't, I'm not gonna say right since he got into the NBA, but definitely in the last five to ten years, since definitely since he joined the New York Knicks, I think towards the tail end of his time in Denver, 
And you're looking at literally the best... This is the best scenario that Carmelo Anthony has ever been in since he was a Syracuse Orangeman. All he's got to do is scoot over on that wing, left left wing, right wing, scoot over in that corner, just chill, sip on a margarita, smoke a cigarette, wait until Russell Westbrook goes for a dunk, and then four people collapse on him, and they kick out to Carmelo. Wide open three. That's all he's got to do But he now. can't shoot the three as, much, as well as he used to, and he can't finish. He's, he, well, he's, he better, he better he's be wearing an, two hoodies and, 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 and he, putting on the extra sweat in the summer, getting, getting some shots up before he's the an a, He's an aging player. That's what he is. Arne was terrible. An aging player with, with a shot. It's not, well, not as size, consistent as, as it used I, to be. I, I think Melo in this chance, the, the expectations Mello. are low. If Melo can average 10 points... And five rebounds a game. You need to that will be job. enough to give the Thunder you, an edge in the Western Conference. Do you Conference. really think he'd be happy averaging ten points? What else is he? No, I think that he can average fifteen points a game. I think he wants to average eighteen. And Russell 20. Westbrook. Okay, here, here, here we're going to break down the tier. We're going to break down the social scoring class on on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, here's a shot out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. Russell Westbrook, twenty-five points a game. Paul George. 20 points a game, Carmelo Anthony 15 points a game. And that's oh, 60 yeah. points a game from your big three. You got the new big three. It's all about Russell Westbrook passing the ball. We're Women. talking about big baller brand. Because if those guys bought into a system and shared the ball and didn't care about it, let's just say for one year they did it. This coming year, and they played a team like the Warriors or the Spurs in the playoffs, you can't tell me with that experience and that talent that they can't do something. Right? Right. Word. They, and they're going to have that chip on their shoulder and that edge. When oh, did the Warriors yeah. start getting lazy? You get to a point where it gets so easy and maybe you slip a little bit. Maybe they get into a series and fall down two games like they've done before in, in championship runs. I mean, it, it can happen. Billy Donovan, I think, has no more clipboard clout when it comes to writing plays on the board, talking about <laughs> that situation in, in general there. I want to talk a little bit about my Knicks now, now that uh, Melo's gone. Maybe, maybe they can win uh, maybe 40 games next year. Maybe they can. 500 mark with Christoph Porzingis. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Michael, I am insane, Beasley. It's Remember all me? on KP this year. It's I, all on your man. Well, I your don't. Man. I you, don't. You were clamoring for Melo to get out, and now he's out. Oh. I don't know if he's ready to be the man, and I don't know if some of his teammates like Hardaway are, are willing to make him the man. My I don't know man. if they're willing to give up the ball for him. Kobe. That's going to be up to the coach. As you know, I don't have a lot of faith in Jeff Hornacek. Practice. Well, the Cleveland Cavaliers have four certain starters: Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. LeBron James and Isaiah, but Isaiah won't be there for a while. So who are the other starters? You got Dwayne Wade, J.R. Smith, and Derrick Rose, and, and Dwayne Wade. And Wait, Derek... I forgot Jay Crowder. Yeah, yeah, Jay Crowder. Crowder's in there too. Point well taken. Dwayne Wade and Derrick Rose play the same type of game. Both are poor outside shooters. Both like to take it to the hole. Come after me! Dwayne Wade can't take it to the hole much anymore. And, and Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose does not like to share the ball. What about up Chuck Kamalu? This goes over to the years of watching LeBron James as the de facto general manager for his teams and he, he continues to do this he brings in these old like borderline retiring guys most of them that can't that? shoot threes i mean in miami he got james jones and battier so those were guys that could shoot the three richard lewis but he's not he's not bringing in the guys to cleveland over the last couple years to do that i mean just like you said jay crowder's not even known for his three-point shooting so out of all the guys you mentioned the out of all those potential starters the only ones that can hit threes in your lineup is Kevin Love and Isaiah Thomas, who's not going to be coming into that lineup for a long time. Took you long enough, you dummy. Yeah. So that's a team that's really going to struggle from outside. I think your boy J.R. Smith really could get a lot of minutes just for that reason of him being that streaky type of shooter. 
where's Derrick Rose going to be at in his career? We're talking about Carmelo Anthony versus Dwayne Wade, who's going to make a bigger impact. Wade on the Cavs versus Carmelo Anthony on the Thunder, on the Oklahoma City Clowns, as you call them now, Mr. Godfather. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. I mean, overall, I mean, right? What is is Derrick Rose even going to make the uh, an impact similar to them, or is? Is he, gonna, is, he, is, he, is he going to solidify that starting point guard job now that Kyrie Irving? I don't think Derrick Rose has that anymore. Derrick Rose is too selfish to be a point guard based on last year. Okay, he didn't. But he was the him. point guard though. He, well, he's he's like a ball. He's a shoot first point guard. He, that can't he shoot. He likes to penetrate. Yeah, he, but he's he's a, he's he a couple steps behind him what he, he used to be. He doesn't like to dish off. He figured this is another veteran guy now, an older guy in a situation where he almost has to pass because he's. Clear cut, not the hands down franchise you know, I guy. Think, I star think Tyron Lue's going to have his work cut out for him. There's going to be some unhappy people on that team. How about Tyron Lue telling ESPN that uh, LeBron James looks like Benjamin Button? I'm back, baby. I didn't and see. in the preseason, needs some extra anti-aging potion. Whatever he's drinking, he needs to double that. Was triple that supposed that. to be a joke? I think he's telling people how young LeBron looks. It's like he's getting younger with time. I thought Benjamin Button is a guy that got older with time. No, I'm wrong. Okay. He's high. Yeah, he's the he's the one that started off old and got young. It seems that you've been living two lives. So, yeah, Mr. LeBron James, a.k.a. Benjamin Button, out here. You heard it here first on Family Feud Sports. And as we're transitioning here from basketball into college basketball and into the NCAA, the FBI has arrested four NCAA assistant basketball coaches on charges of fraud as part of a corruption scheme allegedly involving 10 total individuals, also including managers, financial advisors, and representatives of a major international sportswear company. Oh, yeah, Damn. Okay, so anyways, now that we recap the news there, I mean, what? I mean, this is, I'm used to seeing college corruption on the football side. Now we're talking about the basketball side. Where, where does this fit into the world of, of college sports and well, NCAA it, athletics? You're, you, you've done a lot of reporting and uh, journalism uh, coverage on that topic. Yeah, this really upsets me because, to me, the NCAA is the most corrupt sports organization in the United States of America. And I say that without flinching. They exploit their athletes, and we're talking about major college football players and men basketball players. College football is a billion-dollar industry. Coaches are making anywhere from 5 to $11 million. Athletic directors are signing bonuses into their own contracts or they go to bowl games. Similar things are happening in basketball with million-dollar contracts. So here they are. The FBI is taken up for the NCAA. One of the charges were a set of allegations where a certain person funneled six-figure payments to three players who in exchange committed to play for a particular cause. Well, why shouldn't they get paid? I mean, how silly is that? I don't think anything's wrong with that. I, I don't know why the FBI is taking up for the NCAA. The, the NCAA has enough power. They exploit these college kids. It's your broke ass. You even got big business involved and Adidas assistant executive yeah, involved right, in this right. corruption so that, scandal that, too. That, that really bothers me. I, I just don't think the NCAA needs the help of the FBI. Hey, my partner here, you want to see that product? It just adds to the exploitation. And that's what people are saying now, right? The FBI is doing the dirty work for the NCAA. Is that, is that what's going saying? on? I, I mean, my, my advice to all these high school phenom kids, if the NBA makes you sit out a year, go to Europe and play for a year. Or go someplace else. Go to another league someplace. Wait a minute, I ain't coming over there. How about using your platform? What if college football players start kneeling? Oh. That, that's another point. I'd like to make the, these NFL players. protest. The, the, the NFL players, who I still don't know what they're exploiting and what they're protesting. But why don't they protest how college football players, and almost all of them are African-Americans from the inner city, 
They come to these colleges, they make millions of dollars for their coaches and their school, and they get nothing except what, what, what a booster can funnel under the table, and if they get caught, you know, they, they're labeled a criminal and so forth. That's what I, I like to see the players. All of these players in the NFL played college ball for a while. They were exploited unless they got a lot of money under the table. Social is now a great platform where these athletes can really use to build their brand and to get fans and followers and take that journey to go play somewhere else, get paid to do it, and then still be able to go pay, play, still be able to go play professionally in the league that they want to. The, yeah. You know, if, if, if that's the NBA for basketball players, full, you know, if that's the NFL for football players, oh, you know, the New York Post, you know, get, get chiming, chiming in, giving their two cents that the that the NCAA supports the FBI and weeding out this corrupt type of contact or this disrupt uh, corrupt type of conduct and behavior. Corrupt. I hate the what? Why do they use the word corrupt? A high school kid that had, comes from a poor family in the inner city. Somebody comes, all the colleges want him, and somebody offers him uh, a lot of money to go to a certain school. That's happening all over the country. We, we all know that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, there's no... Uh, yeah, it's been happening. It's, it's, it's not going to stop happening. You know, there's just different ways are going to go around it. it. Different, different rules will be made. Different loopholes will be made to counter them. And then that's how it works. It's FA, man. And I think a lot of uh, college presidents that uh, they don't mind the boosters paying them, paying off players because that keeps them out of trouble with the, with Title Nine. So Chuck, Chuck Person's a former player, so he's you know now he's getting indicted for yeah, the corruption. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. This is hypocrisy at its fullest. Ain't number ten grand. Hey, NFL athletes, football players, you want to protest? Why don't you protest exploitation? of college athletes, particularly football players. Well, my question is to you, and I, I don't know this. I, I'd have to do research, but what if college players started kneeling and protesting, or is that not well, happening? Well, first of all, the... Or are they the, going to get punished by the coach? The anth- all the teams are in the locker rooms during the anthem. Oh, and that's how it should be in the NFL. And that's that's, that's, real, that's really be. the simple answer for all this, is that the NFL doing their deal to make money. It's my quarterback. See, they're trying to tiptoe both lines, the NFL, you know, trying to avoid the criticism, whereas, like, the fans are the ones that are, re- are really paying them. That's a shame. Yeah, it is what it is. I digress there. Episode 9 on Family Feud Sports, where two lifelong sports journalists, also father and son, intensely debate the week's hottest sports news. You can find the Family Feud Sports weekly podcast on SoundCloud, Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, any podcast app. We're also on Overcast and Podbean. And excited to announce a new partnership with Gorilla Radio and with Ambush Radio. Back, 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 God. You can find the free Gorilla Radio app as well in the iTunes Store, Google Play Store. We'll be on there every Tuesday and Thursday night at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's Family Feud Sports on Gorilla Radio, new station we're partnering with here. Shout out to my man Joe Wise. My so we man. appreciate all the support up to this point from you guys. We're going to be doing episode 10 next week. What do you want to leave our sports audience with? Peace and happiness. That's what I leave you with. You heard it here first, folks. Mr. Alan Dell, the Godfather. Peace out.
nothing to me. Hey, girl. You hungry? Fuck you, nigga. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was talking to the horse here. Beth, coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL. And here he is having the time of his life. 